everybody, this is Rich from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Peter from Godless Sons to the show. How are you, man? How are you, Richie? You good? Great, man. So this is officially your second time on the show. My co-host, Danielle, did a wonderful job of uh, tracking you down and getting an interview for Bloodstock. Was that 2021? Yeah? Uh, yes, that was 2021 yeah. when we were playing the yoga stage and she spoke to Sarah. Yeah, I did. I was chatting to you for a bit, um, but I did the interview with Sarah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. And did you yeah. get a chance to see him, Daniel? I caught the end of them just after <sighs> Elder Druid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, two great combinations there, Elder Druid and Godless Sons. Wow. Yeah, to yeah. be honest, I'd, I'd probably have quit playing and gone to watch Elder them anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we wanted to get off and watch Skindred, who were directly after us. So it was like, oh, great, Sarah, you've got nothing heavy to carry. So you go and talk to Danielle and we'll go and watch Skindred. See you later. <laughs> yeah, she, she got the, the short straw, so <laughs> having to chat to me. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll take your base. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at that time of the evening, it probably wasn't the best time to be chatting to me, you know? A uh, lot of drinks. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah. What oh, time was, was that? It was probably about nine o'clock. Was it really? Yeah, it was getting there. Yeah, it was yeah. a cracking day, though. It was a brilliant day. Mm. Brilliant day, yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't your first time at all, though, playing. Well, it was probably God of the Sun's first time, but it wasn't your first time playing. Uh, it was the so second it time this band's played there, yeah. We oh, played okay, the, as, under the previous name, which was the placeholder yeah. name, Season of the Witch. Um, we played the VIP bar. Uh, a couple of years prior, well, before the world stopped. Um, and then with Zokolo, we played, Sarah, myself, and a, a few other fellas, we played five times or six times, something like that. I think wow. one of the most booked bands ever. <laughs> That's glad. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Take that, Judas Priest. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you super famous people that get paid to play. Wait a minute, I'm not winning that argument. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you know Simon Hall very well? Intimately, you could say, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good man. How long, Pete, were you going to Bloodstock and then when you eventually met Simon? And maybe just talk about that. Yeah, um, shame to say that I'd never heard of Bloodstock until we entered the first uh, Metal to the Masses Battle uh, of the Bands thing in 2007. Wow. I think it was. And we lost... So we tried in 2008 and we lost again for like in the first round, which is really disheartening. And we had a complete lineup change, wrote a whole new album and won in 2010, which was the first time we'd attended. Okay. So this year would have been the 11th straight because obviously, you know, 2020 was a non-event for everybody. But yeah, so I've known Simon about a decade. Yeah, top chap. This is a really nice guy. He's so busy and bless him for struggling with his back problems at the moment. I, I feel for him. And we'll say back in 2006, wasn't it a nice feeling to see how successful it's got over the last few years and how it's grown? Yeah, I mean, crumbs. The the first, um, when we first went there in 2010, the the new blood tent was basically a glorified uh, like wedding marquee. Okay. Wow. It was about maybe five, six hundred people. It was maybe 15 foot up in the air. Uh, It was really like now it's the old Sophie Lancaster tent it's huge it amazing okay. it's, it's so up to its game the Jägermeister when we first played the Jägermeister stage it was like a little shed attached to the back of the Jägermeister truck wow. in the middle <laughs> and now it's like its own stage with its own PA and people clam around and it's bloody brilliant yeah it's uh, the, the way it's grown is great I'd like it to stop where it is yeah I think mm. the size of it 
um and like the amount of delays for the, like the queuing times and like the amount of space and stuff like that i like that sort of small festival very i don't want to say family because it sounds corny but you do you feel safe and accepted absolutely um i know some people have have had some trouble and that's an absolute shame but there's always some dickheads that are going to ruin it for some people so there is that but i think if it gets any bigger it's going to suffer from the download effect where you know it's like one hundred and thirty thousand people it's a f an hour and a half walk to the main site you never get to see anything it's always mm. back and shit everywhere. so i've been a download since 2009 to give you any idea of how much i don't like that festival anymore yeah yeah i don't think their intention though is to become download they very much said like they want it to be the smaller festival mm. they don't want to get that big like they, they've intentionally not booked big acts because they don't want to draw that much of a crowd and i think they've found their niche I yeah hope. I, I i think they've hit their stride and it's just yeah. where it is um absolutely yeah i love watching it especially this time of year when you're getting the metal of masses is restarting all over the all over yeah. europe essentially yeah. um which i will be involved in again this year that's good to hear man <laughs> i was uh, i was the chief judge for stuart jessup who was running the metal to the masses in kent which is the my local county ah, uh okay and I, yeah i saw every single band every single run up to the finals and i love the fact that i made simon's job really hard i went right there's six bands choose one of them i fucking dare you because <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting there going i don't want to have to choose sorry yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. of course there's that side of it as well like if the competition is that good you know yeah there's i i would honestly hand on heart say um zocalo or godless sons that i think we'd have struggled to get past the semi-finals I mean, we got a good local following, but once it's taken out of the fans' hands, it's one of those where it's like, right, the quality of the band now really has to shine through. And it's like, there was some good stuff. Yeah. Bands like Silent and Fire Sky and Primer and just mind-blowing stuff. You watch Silent, and Silent are a band that you just go, right, I'm going to burn all my guitars because I obviously don't know how to play these. <laughs> um, and the, any drummer that watches them should will basically go, nope. Yeah. <laughs> that boy is legendarily good. And but, give us yeah. a background to them since you're giving them a big plug. <laughs> well, uh, silent. Uh, <laughs> oddly, they're chums of mine, so I was super hard on them throughout the entirety <laughs> of the judging. I was like, you guys know exactly what I'm looking for, and if you don't give it to me, you're out on your ass. <laughs> and I'm, I'm true to my word. I will not. I, I don't do that. I hate it. I hate it when there's... Um, there's a lot of that in a lot of co band competitions where there's a lot of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? where you favor friends and family nepotism is it yeah. nepotism, nepotism, nepotism yeah I, I absolutely cannot stand that i want to put the best bands forward to represent the county and if i don't think that you're there and my fellow judges and the crowd don't think that you're there then you're out there were some amazing bands went out like really genuinely like christ i can't believe they didn't win okay <laughs> that's what i know about music uh silent are a oh dear like mastodon back in the leviathan kind of days okay but like with like a, okay, a clean, like, like, a, like a cleaner newer Oof. sound you know what i mean not overproduced they still got that loose sort of like thing to it but yeah um i think they're they're on Bandcamp. i think their album's like four four quid or uh, i don't know what that is in euros because my country decided we never wanted that and <laughs> we didn't want to have anything to do with europe and that's working that's, out really well not let's, go, not get let's not get political no no how, how would you spell their name <laughs> Silent, S-I-L-E-N. Ah, okay. As in silent without the yeah. T. Apparently yeah, it's got yeah. something to do with like a uh, some ghost thing that lives in the woods. I don't know. He's into all sorts of weird stuff. Right, <laughs> we can certainly have Yeah, a... there are three-piece and they don't sound like a three-piece. The oh. winner's Fire Sky, who if you like your stuff a little bit more sort of goth rock, 
like like a big show band. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of that I think is missing these days. It's normally like four or five dudes standing perfectly still playing super technical death metal and you're just like, oh good, this again, hooray. Yeah. Where you get a guy who turns up with like a frilly ruff and a pirate shirt and plays these wonderful big epic choruses and like big heavy guitars. You're like, oh, that's something I want to pay to watch. That's much more like it. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose, did you find that when you were judging that there was a lot of like a trend of metal that was in, that there was a lot of that that kind of band playing? Or was there a lot of variation? Actually, in Kent, no. It was really, really diverse. We had everything oh, from a two-man grindcore act <laughs> all the way up to like well, like full-on death metal. We had like, um, like a party rock metal kind of band. Do you remember a band called Dog Eat Dog from back in the early 2000s? They had like one hit. They were this super infectious sort of bouncy up and down sort of still like metal-ish but sort of rap rock but not mega cheesy that, okay. that kind of stuff more kind of job is it um oh god if faith no more were in the bloody competition they'd just be like <laughs> well they're winning so that's fine we'll go and watch them a blood stung. that'd be great that's one of sarah's favorite bands mike Patton. oh that man can see what a man oh yeah but uh no it was really really very diverse uh we okay. had lots of bands who were a couple of bands were like it was their first show um which i thought was very brave <laughs> throw yourself in the ring with like really seasoned veterans who yeah. are like wanting to go and play an international yeah. festival and it's like this is your first show i mean okay <laughs> you do you Grace stag's first show was um metal masses in dublin uh richie was it really sure. and they're like one of the, i'm fairly confident yeah and they're one of the big bands here up here like in um kind of one of the main sludgy bands that we've got going so i suppose it is it is definitely a brave move I think, I think younger bands don't seem to have the fear factor. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> they're not quite jaded enough to understand yeah. how much of a kicking they're going to get. Yeah. No, it's absolutely right. No, I, I love that. I, and uh, there was a lot of young bands. Um, again, I pick out another young lot, uh, Primer. They're all like early 20s. I'm an old curmudge. So, you know, anything under 30 is probably quite young. Yeah. Um, but they're all in like their early 20s and they've got that fire and that innocence and that passion and all the energy on stage. And it's like, it's wonderfully misdirected. And I, I love that, that, that onstage chaos. And it was brilliantly good fun. Sounds a bit like God alone there, doesn't it? I was going to say, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it should never be discouraged. There's, I think we live, I was watching one of your older podcasts. Um, I forget which one it was, but you were talking about... Um, like the scene and it seems to be like stale and that and i can't i can't disagree more especially where i am at the moment there seems to be a real thirst um not just in the musicians who we've obviously had like three years of twiddling our thumbs and wondering if we're ever going to do anything again um yeah. what with the you know the, the rona and all that nonsense um a lot of bands fell by the wayside which has opened up a lot of other people going well you know now we can do it and it's especially yeah it's not, not so much in london because london's one of those it's not a real town. <laughs> you know, it's this weird place where everything's always happening regardless of what's going on in the rest of the world. So it doesn't really count. But out here in uh, Kent, which is a bit more rural, um, there's like three venues and they're literally front to back every night. Wow. And wow. that's what you want. It is exactly what you want. What are those three venues, Pete? Well, it's every, every time I go. Um, Christ, now you put me on the spot. Haven't you? There's a tiny little place called Poco Loco. Um, which is also doubled up as a Mexican restaurant during the day. <laughs> I love that. It's a good, good 60 cool. or 70 people. There's the legendary Leo's Red Lion in Gravesend. I'm sure you've played there. Uh, actually, we were supposed to play there on Saturday. But ah, I knew the name. And you couldn't really, do it. Yes, I'm 
currently just not dying now from uh, a chest infection, which is hence all the coughing and drinking of water. Um, Leo's Red Lion in Gravesend, which is where the Metal to the Masses is. Uh, okay. Any band in uh, South London and Kent has played there. Everyone. I think even Slug have played there. Ah, oh, nice. What's the capacity of that, Pete? Uh, about two and a half, three hundred. Nice. Oh, it's a good size. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not bad. When it's packed, it's, it's ridiculous in there. Um, and I said three, didn't I? Nice. The other one that I'm really enjoying at the moment is a place called Helgi's, which is like more into London. Um, again, it's another really tiny little clicky den of a place, but it's a proper spit and sawdust pub. You know, where like sweat drips off the ceiling because it's only like six inches above your head and the PA is like right next to your face and you're deaf <laughs> the entire time. But it's fucking great because the crowd are directly in your face. Yeah, there's no I hiding. love all that stuff, man. Yeah, I just, I think that's great. No, no, if you suck, the crowd instantly let you know because there's only 50 of them and booze carry really, <laughs> really well in that school. Sounds like our beloved friends. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, Pete. I think like the scene here in Ireland is actually great at the moment. Um, mm. I think there's something for everyone here. Um, there's been a change, think, hasn't there, Daniel, in the last few months? I think. Yeah, there's definitely um, like even from doing like the Sunday worship. There's such a di- like sometimes I'm like Jesus. There's no collation to this week's <laughs> Sunday worship. It's just like basically, Pete. I do like a, a playlist of five Irish bands every week for for Richie and. Uh, Sometimes I'm like, Jesus Christ, like you, you, you might have some post metal or post rock and then it'll go into like this extreme death metal or something. It's <laughs> yeah. just like people, people will be like, what, what's going on here? But it's, it's, it's great to see that diversity at the moment on the scene, like, you know, there's something there for everyone. Yeah. And there's a, there's a nice way for everybody to get in and in, into the scene as well. You know, there's some. Therefore, I'm like, mm. yeah, I wish yeah, it was there when I was young. I grew up in a tiny little town on the east coast of Essex, like population eight, you know, that kind of sort of thing. <clears throat> and there was nothing. So, for the first sort of eight or nine years of like my playing, it was the same five bands at the same two venues. You're from Colchester, and that was it. Oh, my brother and I, was, I yeah, was out born there. there, yeah. Really, it's, it's another medium sized <laughs> English town. Before. Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. It's all right. It's not a bad little place, to be fair. Yeah, it's a tiny, tiny yeah, planet. Yeah, right? it's it's small. Clacton on Sea and all that's near there, isn't it? Yeah. That's where Sarah's from. There you go. <laughs> small world, huh? It is. Jesus yeah, well, it's a tiny little island. It's a tiny little island. Yeah. <clears throat> is it, I mean, I, to be fair, the first band that I was in, uh, there's a fella you know uh, from Ireland called um, Declan uh, from. Oh, I write them down. What they called? Uh, Zealot Cult. Yeah, Decky, Decky Z, yeah. He was he was the drummer for a band that I played for after he quit called Feral, who were from Frinton on Sea. He was the drummer in the Thrash Band, and when they all when they all quit, I I jumped in as the bass player because I was roadieing and for him. This is my first introduction to the heavy metal scene in England, essentially. Jesus, Decky has an amazing story to tell, and it will be on this podcast at some stage because. We've often sat down in, yeah, it's always Dolan's, but I'm not sure. Sometimes it could be the siege. Sometimes it could be them that could be playing or something. But Decky's such a great guy to sit down with and have a chat. And he's got an amazing yeah. story and that will come out someday. Danielle, do you know half of what, what he kind of would class as a career in metal? <laughs> no, I okay. don't. Okay. So, yeah. That's great. I look forward to that one. So Pete has given a good insight there. He was with a band called Furl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, an old, band, old thrash band called Feral. I tell you what, for 1990, 
six to two thousand and one, they were probably one of the best bands in Essex by a long shot. Wow! Like proper, like Lamb of God, like like that sort of old East Coast hardcore Met Sepultura Met Pantera kind of vibe, and it was just four guys literally punishing the crowd. <laughs> It was just it was epic. It was absolutely brilliant. And then when I joined, it was like with a new singer and drummer, and we just sort of like continued that, and it did pretty well. Um, but there were band reasons, and it all fell through. But yeah, you know, that's when I lost touch with Declan, and then I saw him again in uh, Bloodstock in 2018. He was camping in Artist, and I was just like, "Fuck me, I haven't seen you in like a decade, man." <laughs> He's like, "Pete," and it was hugs and like, "Hey, doing, man?" So yeah. It was, can, like you say, it's a tiny, tiny world. And the music yeah. industry is really small. Yeah. But you don't want to piss anybody off because everyone will know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised what anybody talks to me anymore. Words travel, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, man. I suppose we better talk about your new album because like, we're, we're kind yeah, well, of dancing around it. But um, I want to get this in. Um, <laughs> it's important, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I hope so. <laughs> it took forever to do. Oh, it's now so it's the it, album that never happened. It's like when we when, go on. No, sorry. No, so to explain, basically, Pete, you sent us a live recording of it. Would that be correct? Just for us to hear it, anyway. Yes and no. Okay. We record everything live. Right. The same way that one of our favourite bands does, Clutch. Mm-hmm. Clutch do everything apart from this last album Slaughter Beach they've done every album's been uh, like live so they're all in the room together yeah. playing at the same time and then okay. you drop in dubs and solos and harmonies and yeah. like the recording process does we started recording this in 2018 oh my god just the demoing of it yeah um, which is when Sean last saw us when, we, when they played with us uh, the Big Red in, uh, in Holloway which was an amazing show god they were good that night um, and then we rewrote three songs because, <laughs> you know, bands. Um, and then we accidentally wrote a prog album <laughs> by doing that. <laughs> so we had to spend another year refining that idea so that it actually worked. And then we wrote the, when you, when you listen to the song later on, there's like adjoining parts with like multiple vocal bits that join the songs together. Okay. And it accidentally turned into like the English version of a budget dope throne um, kind of thing. So it's just like, it's supposed to be one 41 minute song, but we have to break it into six parts because people don't listen to 41 minute songs anymore. Um, okay. So we started doing recording proper in 2019 and we nailed the drums and we nailed the bass. And I was, as a guitar player, I was sitting there going, mm, I don't like the guitars, I don't like the guitars, oh, I want to redo the guitars. So I thought, well, instead of redoing them, we'll just reamp, which is where you've got like a clean DI, you play it into an amp and you re-record it without having to play it. Unfortunately, where we'd record it had such crappy electrics running out of the sockets in the wall that you could hear this for every single song. And it was just like, so that's why the guitars sounded like shit then. Okay. So I had to re-record. Jesus. All the guitar parts, all the harmonies, all the solos on my own. Um, in uh, our drummer Dan works in a school and he's got like a really beautiful music suite there. So nice. we commandeered it for a weekend and I bashed out all six songs, which I think is uh, much to Daniel's chagrin. I think it was, so it's four, eight, so there's eight tracks of rhythm, um, three uh, three tracks of harmonies and a solo track for every song essentially wow. <laughs> Christ. and then the world shut down <laughs> oh this is still God. before covid oh, and it's still God. before covid and then the world shut down then we got the vocals done 
then we did the harmonies, then we had the guest vocalists come in, and then we did all the spoken word bits, literally where I am now in my front room uh, about three months ago. And we've just... So you've got what you've got is like a 95% finished version because Dan's gone, no, no, wait, there's some boomy bits I want to get rid of. And I was like, just lucky because I was just about to send this to the printers. So I'm glad you stopped me. So, yeah, this is like 95% finished. There's like final compression and a little bit of mastering, tweaking and things like that that are still being done. Uh, he promises by Friday. Okay. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> in a couple of weeks. But we're releasing it on the 25th, so he's got a deadline yeah. to meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so we're yeah, going to... being teased for months. Like, when's the album coming out, Pete? When's the bloody album coming out? Like, don't know. Stop harassing me. So I'm going to give people a snapshot of it, and this is Godless Sons. Okay. Mm. Doom lending itself poorly to radio airplay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like it certainly passed my car stereo test anyway. <laughs> I, yeah. I was nodding away to it back and forth to work. Daniel, what did you did you enjoy it? Of course you did. I did. Yeah, of course. Of course. Did, yeah. Sure, it's it's up my street. Yeah. Um riffs. Uh Sarah's got a cracking voice. Oh, brilliant. Um yes, it's it's great. It's a real it's a real great driving album actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's that's a that's a big uh, compliment for me to say it's a good driving. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, and looking forward to hearing that live now and uh, oh, over this yes. side of the pond will be really cool. Will be really really yeah, good. Oh yes. Yeah. So. When we when we finally make it after three years of discussing it of coming over yeah. to Galway to play a show, that would be cool. Oh. That would be class. So that's so, um, we can announce that, can't we, Pete? Um, yes. I think, sh- yeah, I know one we of the bands is playing. We have permission. Sean gave us the thumbs up. Deadly. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you guys want to do it for me or shall I? No, do, do the own, drum roll. Do, do my own shameless promotion. Do your own shameless promotion. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll be coming to play Sally's in Galway um, on Friday the 9th of December. And one of the bands I know we're playing are a band you guys had on in May, which are Brigantia. Ooh, fucking deadly. I didn't know Brigantia were playing. And I bought their album today because those guys have got bags of riffs. Yeah. Ooh, that's some sexy shit. Bags um, of riffs and, and bags of cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're not afraid of having a drink, but the, the, it's one of those things when you're a fly-in band, you're sort of, we're going to arrive like Friday lunchtime, like chill out with Sean and the guys from the slug for most of the day, get to the venue, set up, biddly biddly, yeah. play, get absolutely shit-faced. <clears throat> crash on Sean's couch and then we're basically back off to London the day after whereas I'd love to stay for weeks but yeah you know I, I thought there might shit. yeah okay I thought that was my question I thought there might have been another gig in there between Limerick or Dublin but look well, we, you're, you're, you're getting you're getting over to us anyway before yeah, yeah. December well the, the, the idea behind this is uh, several reasons one to check so, well we want to play there mm. we were hoping it would be with Slug but they're playing in Limerick uh, like the night before or the week before, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there is that. That's what it is. But we really want to come and play because I don't know. I think Slug have got something planned for next year, and we kind of want to go with them mm-hmm. around your beautiful island. Okay. Um, and hopefully end up somewhere maybe with massive amounts of fingers crossed and a little bit of pushing from certain people. You know, maybe getting to siege. Yeah. Which might be fun. Uh, and then when they're done with that, we'll have them to come over and play with us and a band, uh, one of my favourite bands from Britain called Famine, um, oh, who if you've not checked out, I thoroughly suggest you do. F-A-M-Y-N-E. Um, just one of the best sort of traditional doom sung voices I've heard in decades. Ooh, and Tom Vane's voice praise. is absolutely outstanding. Like literally an outstanding voice. Great band, really lovely guys. Um but they have to have five of them to make as much noise as we do with three. So, you yeah. know, they're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we've been meaning to come out and play with Sean and the guys from Slug for Donkey's Age, but obviously, you know, scheduling mm. and, like, holiday allowances and, obviously, again, the dreaded yeah. corona, which we've got to stop mentioning because it's been quite a few times now. But, yeah, it's, life gets in the way. I mean, Dan works in a school, our drummer, so he can only have time off outside term time. Right. Well, Jesus, he's got three months off anyway, like... Can teach yeah, well, nobody wants to tour in the summer, man. Everyone said you tour in the winter so you can make your money, then you spend it in the summer going to watch good bands tour, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually say make money? 
<laughs> Oddly, this time round, God, actually, I have to say, without uh, not tooting my horn too much, but Godless have been paid for all but three gigs that we've played, mm, which okay. is unusual because Zocalo, I think we got paid for three gigs. <laughs> <laughs> so either I'm older and wiser, or people are like more terrified of me now. I don't know. It's probably not at all. And dragging you back. Although to when the... you're six five and twenty stone. Dragging you back to Sorry. the album, Pete. Dragging you back to the album. Because mm. that's why you're here as well. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> the theme of the album, is it science fiction theology or are you exploring in it? Right, without wanting to upset anybody, uh, we decided that we would const uh, deconstruct uh, a fairly popular theological ideal <laughs> okay. um, and just do it as though... So obviously it takes from uh, the Judeo-Christian... Uh, faith and it starts with um the first song being one spark lilith is, lilith is the Great fact song. that a lot of people forget that um eve wasn't the first woman she was the first woman made of man lilith was the first woman given free will the same as adam and she basically said god went right now you're married to him and she went my bollocks and she went off with the devil instead which is why she's the queen of hell legend <clears throat> i'm kind of paraphrasing this a lot yes um <laughs> And then the death of the wise is about the Tower of Babel, where humankind built the tower to touch the face of God, to say thank you for all of our great gifts, this beautiful planet, the abundance of wonder. And God went, how dare you, and shattered the tower, casting us to the four winds, changing our skin colours and our languages, mm. so we could never be that powerful again. Okay. Keep going. And then Fury is about man genuinely being like, what the fuck? Hey, we were trying to be nice, dickhead. <laughs> um, and then Purgation, which is the... Um, uh, Square track. Oh, it's my favourite. It's, it's not yeah. easy to play, but I love playing it. Um, there's no vocals, and it's just about man dragging his sorry carcass. I'm going to use the term man, I mean man, humankind. Humankind, okay. Humankind dragging its sorry arse out of the hell of its own making. And then there's bones, which is about building your life back up from the bare bones of your life. And then godless sons, which is arriving at the conclusion that you don't really need gods to feel powerful. Mm. It's inside you anyway. And... Um, this, we're going to continue the theme with the next album as if we were like interstellar so we are going there is theology and science fiction so <laughs> we're looking for other godless sons so we're looking for other sons that don't have gods and uh we're going to do from utopia to dystopia in the next album oh so you, you we arrive we arrive at this beautiful planet lots of lovely people la, 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 everyone's happy and as you dig and peel away the layers it's oh no it's like living in tory britain <laughs> <laughs> sorry <clears throat> No politics. Sorry, Richie. And did you design the artwork? Can we give you credit for that, or where did you get it? You can give me credit for typing in the word godless sons okay. uh, dark into an AI I mean, art generator. It looks, it looks like a really cool AI. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's... And you, you can fiddle with certain parameters and like have things upscaled and put into 4K and stuff. But we actually have... Um, when there's venues that allow it we have a projection awesome that will go on behind us mm -hmm. and each of the songs has its own ai generated art which we've had animated ever so slightly cool. so the more you look at it the more pieces of it you notice move jesus and, uh, i am a lot of people see. thinking they're tripping <laughs> i am so old yeah. well, this, fucking this thing ai generated art explain yeah. please yes. oh, i can't remember what the bloody program we use now was called um there's a few of them, all right. Uh, midway, uh, it's uh, you use it through a Discord 
you, you can use it for free through a Discord server. Okay. Um, midway, mid journey, mid journey, it's called. Right. Um, so you just and type you use in. A prompt, use, use a prompt, and you can type in either a random string of words separated by commas, or a sentence, or a descriptive thing. Uh, including like artists that you like um do you want it to be hyper realistic 4k digital art would you like it to be sort of like renaissance mixed with salvador dali oh. or you know something like that and then it, it buggers off for about a minute and a half and it produces four individual artworks Fucking and you pick which one you want to how did i miss out on all this it's so much fun but you if you want it's to keep doing it as much as we had to do it to get the six images that we wanted there's like a subscription fee per month but um yeah and it's weird because there's all sorts of like uh, what's the word oh god my brain is an absolute sludge fit um copyright like who owns it like the ai can't generate it without my input so it becomes a tool but i didn't do any of the actual artwork the ai created it and is the creative property of the ai but ai can't own <laughs> property and my brain yeah. stopped and just went <laughs> like okay i don't know that's copyright law so i'm going to use it until someone says i can't um, have you seen there's um, a video on YouTube and it's AI generated art to all the lyrics of War Pigs? Yes. It's yes, fucking I did. awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. I'd recommend it, Richie. I'm writing it down. My God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's a brave new world, man. I, I mean, to, the thing is, I feel bad because throughout my entire life, I've always supported like um, local artists, people that I know, like tattooists and general yeah. art guys, bands that I know. And it's like, but if I was to commission six works of art of this standard from any of my friends, I'd be looking at thousands. Mm. And you, you generally, thousands generally of pounds want, like, would want to pay them if you had the money anyway, first of all. This is it. Yeah. But in five minutes, I came up with that. And I was like, I don't think I know anyone who could really hit on what I was after any better than this AI did. And that's amazing and terrifying in the same hand. Wow. My God, man. That's, you know, that's, how yeah. long before I have an AI as a boss? <laughs> There's lots of it going around now. So. Another thing that struck mm. me as well, did you find the need to, like on your Facebook page, it says here, Godless Sons is a heavy metal band from the UK who deal with themes around the deconstruction of theology, religious rhetoric and reliances on the self. We support anyone's right to practice their beliefs and do not wish to cause any harm or upset to anybody who holds such beliefs whilst interacting with this page and wish to make clear we are agnostic and not interested in conversion. To put a statement like that up on a band's page, is that kind of half taking the piss or is there seriously people not out in the there slightest. will have a go off? <clears throat> oh, yeah. My God. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, about... About two or three months ago, like obviously when we started to gain a little traction, um, and one of the most searched um, terms on the internet is God and godlessness. So we tend to pop up quite a lot in searches that we're going to, when they find out that we're a British heavy metal band that deals with the dissolution and, you know, taking apart your like very deeply held belief systems, that will piss people off. Right. It will do. I mean, there's wars before over shit like this before, but I noticed very recently that there was a lot of people uh, from the Middle East um, sort of just liking the page. Most likely without, like most people like pages and they don't tend to read into what the page actually does. Okay. What an interesting story about that in a minute. Um, and I just want to put every, like, you, that's the pinned post because if the first thing you read on my page is that, and then you get pissed off with me, 
Yeah. I'm going to tell you to fuck off, yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, you've come here and you've decided to, to get all rattled by it. And then, you know, it's like standing in the rain and complaining that you're wet. It's like, well, don't stand in the fucking rain, you dickhead. You know, it, I don't have sympathy for people who can't look after themselves without, like, being nannied. But I also don't want to cause upset. Because mm. there are people who like heavy metal who have very deeply held beliefs. Yeah. And that's fine, yeah. man. Like I say there, I don't give a monkey's what you believe. Just don't expect me to have any truck with me at all. I will defend to my dying breath anyone's right to practice uh, and be whatever they want to be in this planet as long as it causes no harm to others. Yeah, well said. I will absolutely die on that yeah, fucking absolutely. hill. I actually do not give us stuff. But if you expect me to go, no, you're absolutely right. You've got another thing coming because I will argue my point till I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> and mine's very different from that. So no, it's not intended to rattle anyone's cage. It's not intended as a pun. It's literally we don't want to cause any offence. This is just how we're viewing the world. Mm. This is a musical representation of how we're telling a story that is one of the most told stories in the, on the planet. Yeah, that's amazing though you know? that um, you get challenged over. Oh yeah, I've had a couple of people go, "Oh, you fucking you're gonna burn in hell." It's like, well, I mean, sure, but I mean, I'm not frightened of that. You are, because <laughs> for me to be frightened, of, yeah. you know, the only people that believe in the devil are people that believe in a god hmm. i don't believe in a god so i can't believe in a devil so how am i going to be terrified of him hmm. and if he is real then i'm screwed and whatever or i'll figure that out on my day of reckoning yeah and if i'm right then my essence goes back into the universe and i come back as a dung beetle or you know a fish who knows <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> i don't point yeah I, and it is what it is i, I was brought up in a protestant household and um christened and went to sunday school and things like this and i've you know i've done the theological learning and i've done religious studies at university alongside um uh, english and things like that and it's just so i i'd like to think i know what i'm talking about mm. but i don't have faith yeah yeah do you know what i mean so it's like i'm i'm down with people having faith but religions controlled by man written in books Ooh, as a form of control because you use that control to keep actual knowledge from people that really gets my fucking tits so <laughs> so you've done it to me now richie you've done politics and religion all you've got to <laughs> shit faith and have a fight and i've completely ruined coming to ireland <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get off the plane and be nine geezers with there's baseball bats fucking there he is. there's gonna be a protest <laughs> yeah father ted protest down with that sort yeah, of stuff that sort of thing, yeah. down, down with that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a genuine thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. Look, do you know what? It was a thing in Ireland for so many years. The control of the church and everything like that. Thankfully, it's all moved away from that. The younger gang are, are thinking for themselves. Thankfully, and exploring loads of different things. But I mean, uh, to be oh. called out on it um, for being a band is just fucking laughable at this stage. But sure enough, there is people out there to that will do that you know you were saying Pete when you were growing up just maybe talk about the area you grew up in and how you got into music what were your influences or where did you get your influences from musically wise one day there was a little boy called Peter and he grew up on the east coast of India. I grew up in a tiny little uh, farm town called Walton on Nays um, on the on the North Sea of Essex um, it's a town of about maybe three and a half thousand people the average age being about 60 it's a retirement town. Right. Um, but my old man was a bass player in the 60s. Cool. Um, so he bought, he bought, uh, oh. I grew up with an incredibly diverse sort of music. Um, so like Tina Turner, Diana Ross, 
um, the Beatles, the Stones. Um, but there was a very small period where he listened to like ACDC, Motorhead, and Black Sabbath. And my brain went, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, and then he went from that. He went from that to disco for some reason. I have no idea why. My old man was a very faddy. Like he'd listen to everything from one thing and he'd go, right, I'm done with that. Now I'll listen to all of this. I think he went from disco to country and western to like Steve Vai and Joe Satriani and Ingve Malmsteen, and then he went from that to like prog. So I was listening that to like ELO fast. and Yes, and uh, so yeah, I, I sort of stopped there. Avoid broad yeah. base of music there. My mum, was, uh, my mom, uh, who's still with us, um, she was mad into classical music. So all that sort of big, epic, swelling, swirling, and like really deep cello music and stuff. I, I know sweet F.A. about classical music, so don't ask me which composer she likes because I don't know. <laughs> um, but nobody where I lived listened to any of that stuff. They're all into, what was it back in the, we're talking about like late 80s, early 90s. So it was the breaking of like gangster rap. And uh, I had a friend who moved from America for some reason to my little town called Damien. And he had all this like Ice T and Ice Cube and KRS One and MCA and all these old like gangster rappers and stuff like that. So I got into that with him. And then that led okay, into Body cool. Count, which led into the Almighty and then to Metallica and then. Wow. So you, you, you entered through the Yeah, rap. oddly. I mean, I still love old school gangster rap. I mean, a, a lot of it's a bit cringy these days, like the some of the themes and the ways that they talk about uh, women and money and drugs and stuff. is like, oh, God. Now, I can see why this appealed to me when I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays, I'm like, yeah, this is a little embarrassing, guys. I mean, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I, I don't know why heavy metal stuck as well as it did. Might be, as I said, your dad um, oh. probably... Played a few heavy tracks like he ACDC. The music you played just sounds like I'd, noise. I'd imagine if, if he's playing ACDC, he would have had Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, loads of Zeppelin as well. When he first <laughs> oh, came yeah. to see Farrell, he, bas uh, he basically said, mm, that was nice. It was like listening to dogs being thrown into lawnmowers. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thanks, I suppose. Um, Jesus I, I, it wasn't really that kind of music. But, yeah, and he only came to see us the once, and then he passed away sadly eight years ago, so he never got to see... Um, Sarah and I performed together, which is a shame. But, um, you know, we moved away to London and okay. yeah. some of those things where old people don't That's like to drive, you're expected to go yeah. with them. But pretty sure if I turned up with a five-piece heavy metal band in their front room, I'd, they'd have been really upset with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> hi, you're going to listen to the music, <laughs> And did you always play bass and then graduated to guitar? Or what way was it? It was one of those needs must of the devil drives things, like... Um, I learned how to play acoustic guitar and I hated it. So then I started to learn electric guitar, which I liked, but again, I didn't have anyone to learn from. There was no YouTube. I couldn't Google tabs or anything like this. So I had to buy really crap books and it was all Eric Clapton and Gary Moore songs. It's like, oh God, this, place, this isn't what I want to learn. So I learned what I did and I did the scales and I did it. And I started, I bumped into Feral, which was uh, Declan was drumming for at the time. Decky, as you guys know him. Um, and I was like, you yeah. know what you're like when you're like 15, 16, you're like, Ding! right, you're obviously cool. I'm just fucking hanging out with you guys now. And that's the end of this discussion. So I was hanging out with them and they were all, you know, smoking and drinking and blah, 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 and playing loud <laughs> heavy metal. And it's like, well, this is, this is what I want to do. And then that band fell to pieces. And I said, look, I can play bass and I have a van and I can drive. So <laughs> I was, I think I was hired on Crucial. that basis rather than anything else. <laughs> so I learned bass in like six months and then we'd recorded an album and blah and yeah. 
so that was and then when we moved to london i wanted to write my own music and i wanted sarah to do the singing we wrote an album and it was awful goth rock the first thing we did it's like it was oh it was bad <laughs> oh really um it was fairly it was a fairly awful first attempt like uh, your first attempt at writing music is always what you think other people want to hear right yeah and i think that's a massive mistake mm -hmm. and a lot of bands make it and i've made it a lot okay um the secret is to make music you want to listen to correct because there's going to be thousands of people out there who go yeah that's the stuff i want to listen to yeah and that's where your fan base comes from it's just finding the bastards mm. <laughs> so yes but it took me so the zocal i went through three different iterations until we had the last lot for eight years played bloodstock a lot blah 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 did an out did an album that was pretty good didn't mind that called sunrise sort of very uh cor corrosion meets down kind of thing but with sarah's vocals on the top so and then we'd got to the point where i was like right i now know what we're supposed to sound like and where i want to put it next and that's when everybody didn't want to be in the band anymore i was like not typical. well f fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sarah and i went home we got horribly drunk and we watched Blue, blues brothers 2000 because it's like my one of my comfort movies and we we're getting drunk and uh i don't know if you've seen the film at all um mm. there's a scene where uh the blues brothers band are driving through a swamp uh, queen who sets to enter a battle of the bands um and the song is season of the witch by the blues brothers band and i was like that's oh a yeah fucking of course tune, that. that famous song, oh, season yeah. of the witch, that's pretty good hey how about we start a stone of doom band called season of the witch and Sarah went yeah okay and i thought and then after about six months we're like yeah everything's something witch or something wizard or something bong or something cauldron <laughs> yeah i don't want to be called that anymore so the last song that we wrote was called godless sons and then two years ago we just changed the name to godless sons pretty cool yeah yeah it's not been very long, so not really, no. Haven't had time to look back yet. <laughs> Sixteen months. What what has been fun though is that this band that's been around, like if you take away the year the world shut down, we've only been around four years. Uh, we've done twelve gigs, two of which have been Bloodstock. Uh, we've mm. played with Boss. We've been played. We've played with uh, Boss Colloid. Wow. One of the biggest bands. If you've not cool. checked out Boss Colloid, I strongly yes. suggest. Right. Uh, we've played with your boys, Ten Ton Slug. Uh, mm -hmm. we've just had like endless amounts of really good luck and really good gigs and lots of people like like literally not even having to like you know normally bands are like oh give us a gig give us a gig and we're like oh no busy go away <laughs> it's, it's the opposite way around it's like ah no i haven't got any time for yeah um and again because of the, our age now and the fact that we all got well they have professional proper jobs and i don't um i jack mine in in a heartbeat to do this for a living <laughs> i'd be like yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> See you later. You're not going to work your fortnight. Oh, my bollocks. Ta-ta. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, we're limited to sort of Friday, Saturday, Sunday gigs. Yeah. Um, unless it's super local. So, if it's super local, it doesn't matter because mm. it's an hour, hour and a half away. So, that's no big deal. But if you're going to play Birmingham, Manchester, Brighton, Southampton, like Galway, um, Edinburgh, wherever, um, you've got to have enough time to get there. And home, so, and then then play, and then get back. Which I think a lot of uh, a lot of fans seem to. I don't know if they don't. I don't know if they forget it. I think that's unfair, but it's never a consideration when you pay your turner on the door to get in. You're you're there for that forty five minutes of the set of that band, but they've been there since midday. But they've been travelling since eight in the morning, and they won't get home until maybe the day after, and they're probably going to get paid fifty quid if they're lucky, <laughs> and it's like you know. Yeah, people forget that, man. It's not how I'm Absolutely. saying it. It's, well, it seems, it's, it's not wanting to seem ingracious or anything. It's, it's, 
<clears throat> it costs a lot for every band to put on any show anywhere, even a local gig. I mean, mm. you're still two, three cars, five guys. You know, I mean, you've got forty quid worth of food, fifty quid worth of petrol. You know, you're going to have a few brew brews when you're there, and I'm not going to tell you what London prices are for beer because it will terrify you. Um, you're looking at over seven pounds a pint in central London now, which oh, makes that face all about it, quite that a lot. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, so you know, you're looking at 150 to 200 quid just to put on a show most times, and people want mm. you to pay two, three times a week, and that's pretty much all of your expendable money as an adult. Yeah, just to do your hobby to break even. So when you don't get paid for gigs, and there are some gigs you do do because, you know, certain bands will phone you up and you're like, yes, we're definitely playing this. Where? Oh, yeah, no, no worries. Cardiff for free. Okay. <laughs> you know, because I really want to play with you guys at that venue. So fabulous. And you're like, Christ, that's going to be 600 quid just to do that. You know, go yeah. there, hotel, da, 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 drive all the way back, Philly D. You can recoup some of it from merch. But again, merch is another outlay that... You know, you go, 15 quid for a fucking T-shirt. It's like, well, it costs a day to make the bar thing. We've had it for nearly a year. Could you just buy it so I can eat tonight, please? <laughs> yeah. And you make no music. You, you make no money from music. You make your money from merchandising and agreed-upon yeah. fees these days. Yeah. The album mm. launch is coming up on the 25th of November. Yes. At the, uh, God, we've got a real thing about playing little venues, haven't we? At the Devonshire Arms in Camden Town. The Dev. Um, the Dev, as everyone knows it fabulous yep. tiny and i will be being mm. banged into by girls going for a wee all night because it's exactly where i'll be standing oh. is the little walkway where they have to go through to to get to the the ladies um fair enough but it's ah oh, it's a great venue it's a great venue yeah. and danny and i were speaking earlier it's uh it's one of the venues that's in desert fest which you want to get over for at some mm. point mm -hmm. and it's a free entry venue regardless like there's no run entry fee but it's a built-in audience front to back i know half the people are going there i know all the bar staff so it's a real nice home venue as it were yeah. but in central london rather than out in the sticks um we've got two great bands playing with us we've got um old Horntooth. these lads here sorry my, my friends in the way um they're a super sludgy band so if you enjoy your detune sludgy stuff old Horntooth are really good lads yeah. and we're playing with another band called purple kong who are space cadets i i love those guys so much one of the best one of the best female drummers i've ever seen in my life wow. uh, sylvie okay, she, cool. she's four foot of hardcore dynamite that girl she absolutely punishes her drum kit brilliant That's brilliant stuff job. riffs for days old school rock and roll sensibilities like just i can crank it up and go ah oh, i dig it <laughs> i love it yeah the 25th so that's dan's deadline for getting stuff done Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, where people go, where's the album? Is like, I ask him. <laughs> and will there be physical copies? Yes, actually, yes. There yes, will we're going to do fifty physical copies, and there'll be fifty T-shirts to accompany if you wish. Um, it's all done. It'll be the artwork, kind of the artwork behind me, but not a hundred. Wow, that's great, awesome. man. That's something to look forward to. So you will be coming over to uh, Galway just to reiterate again on December ninth. December ninth. 9th of December. Okay. Yeah, Put that ninth. into the diary, everybody. <coughs> Sally Longs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with uh, with Brigantia and an as yet unnamed band who uh, uh, Sean's promised me he'll tell me when he knows <laughs> who it is. Uh, he said, I've okay. got about five or six bands I want to ask. It's like, I mean, you know, they're locals, so it's not going to be hard for them, whereas you have to book us. Yeah. This is our first out of England show. Oh. Even as actually, even as even as Zocalo in the fifteen years we were as Zocalo, we didn't play oh, wow. abroad. 
it's just business. See, the thing is uh, with London is it's that weird little vortex mm. that um, everyone wants to get into. But as someone who's inside it, the best thing to do is not. <laughs> you know, London should... No, 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 don't get me wrong. London's London should be the gig that you aspire to play two, two maybe three times a year. Get mm -hmm. a show in London okay. if you're outside. But the best crowds for unsigned and smaller acts are always in the smaller towns and cities outside Chelmsford, Colchester, Birmingham, um, okay. places like that. <clears throat> because they don't have 8,000 gigs a day at 450 different venues at 10 pounds and above for bands you've never goddamn heard of that might be shite or not. You know, yeah. so you go to your local venue that's a, that's, you know, a fiver a night and you know that the promoter is going to put on some solid bands. Mm. So, you know, and that's, uh, Sean assured me that Sally's is one of those places where you're never going to, you're never going to want for a crowd. It's going to be full the second it opens and i'm like well that's cool man I, the amount of faith he's put in us to put on a killer show and he wants us to headline it as well i'm like are you sure like we're the out of town band man are you sure you don't want like the you don't want the big draw and it's like no 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 don't no no that's not that's not how it works i'm like oh, okay cool yeah. i'll be sitting them. there playing playing my banjo to the fucking barmaid and a sad looking bouncer <laughs> you won't be. That enough. <laughs> no you won't be i know sadies you won't be yeah you're yeah, gonna fucking love it man yeah, I want to know nothing about it. I want to turn up and go, all right, cool. Yeah, and then have my blow. I've been to Ireland a lot, in mm. not musically speaking, but um, uh, my dad used to take us uh, to Dingle in uh, Kerry. Oh, beautiful. Lovely. Uh, about four or five times when I was a younger lad. Uh, we've been to Dublin four or five times. And now that we know people who live other places, we're getting invited to other places. But it's the nicest people in the most beautiful scenery I've had. Uh, the privilege of being anywhere near, with the exception of standing at the foot of Mount Fuji in Japan. So, hi, <laughs> hi, present, indeed. Pretty cool. Hi, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you would have got anybody to go on the session with you in Mount Fuji, though, as much as a passionate Irish man or woman, possibly with not, their, with their booze in them and their indeed. music, love of music. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful country as Japan, but I really do stick out like a sore thumb. There aren't many six foot five white guys with long hair covered in tattoos mentioned about Tokyo, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> and they're so, they're so sweet. I mean, like obviously all the, the, all the young crowd are all spiky hair and tattoos and leather jackets and the Japanese love all that. Um, and one of the best gigs I've ever been to was actually at what they call a live house. It's not a venue in Japan, it's called a live house and it's a sole purpose is for music. Fantastic PA beautifully balanced sound for all three bands wow. um there's a big curtain over the front of the stage the band are there it comes up smoke pours out first band plays end of the fourth song there's like a two minute bit where they stand and they talk about their passions and who they are and what they want to do they thank everyone for turning up two songs finish curtain comes down da -da -da -da, 15 minutes later next band same thing. this was a sunday afternoon at four o'clock we went in four till nine was the hour it was full from the very first note to the very last note it sounds like um band tapas because <laughs> you're kind of just getting a taster of each <laughs> no, it was it, it's, it's the same as the gigs here it was just done with such an amazing and i know it sounds tacky as hell but this wonderful efficiency and respect which said you know these dreadful like cliche words for japan but it, it just was <laughs> what made me laugh though was obviously you know everything's pints here and it's the metric system over in uh, in tokyo and i was going like the bar isn't a big feature in this in these places it's kind of out the back you get your beer you come out the front you drink your beer fiddly day so i don't know about you but i'm very much like you know four pints of beer plunk there you go boys 
yeah. tuck into it and you've done three pints before the first band are on. So I'm in that mode because I'm on holiday <laughs> and the bar staff are going, you you drink a lot. And I'm like, it's a lot of me to fill up. <laughs> I had this wonderful conversation in like broken English and I know like about nine words in Japanese, most of which are thank you and I'm sorry I'm in your way. <laughs> yeah bloody fabulous i was just thinking why aren't there more places like that in britain uh, and you know the rest of europe where it's this beautiful sound system with people who want to go and watch live music and it's like you know there's no scene kids there's no people who come and watch their mates band and then go god that annoys the crap out of me if you pay 10 quid to go and watch a show watch the entire goddamn thing otherwise where are you getting your money from <laughs> are the smokers that just stay out smoking while the band is playing yeah they get into great conversation and then, nah, light up another one and stay out there. Fuck's sake. I've been a non-smoker for 13 years now. Yeah, I think we I all were at some I can, stage. I can still, still murder a pack of Marlboro, don't get me wrong, but I just, I, you know, I just don't. <laughs> I'm so straight-laced nowadays, I'm almost boring. It's like, I'm, I'm still cutting my drinking down to lose weight because I'm getting old. You know, I don't smoke anymore. Drugs are too fucking expensive. You play rock and roll, Duppy. You still play yeah, rock and yeah, roll. Bed, yeah, bed by half past ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, listen, great. I'm going to leave you go. And it's, it's been a brilliant, brilliant time talking to you. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, oh, it's been house. great to chat to you again, Pete. And uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully catching you and Sally. Oh, it'd be great to see as many people as I, because I probably know yeah. three people in Galway. So if I can make it to five, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, thanks for having us, man. It's, I really appreciate you, you uh, putting some faith in you know a little known london band who are just popping over at your beautiful country to play a show and so there you I go man that, that's why you're on we really appreciate you coming over as well and fair play to sean um, for organizing that uh, it's 9th of december the album launch is the 25th of november in yep. the dev uh, godless sons what is it it's, it's a 40 it's, EP, a 41, man. it's like no, 45 minutes long isn't it yeah 41 minutes six tracks or 41 okay yeah It'll be available on Bandcamp on the 25th, so it'll be a, a, a universal release. Yeah, and myself and Danielle have heard it, and it's a class so far anyway, so... Check it out. Wait, wait we get the proper mixed and mastered ones from Dan. Get your tongue Absolutely. out, son. Yeah. We're getting worried. <laughs> 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 and give our regards to Dan and Sarah too, Pete, won't you? Of course you? I will. Of course yeah. I will, of course Absolutely. I will. Crucially, everybody, support your local metal scene. So you've been listening to Pete from Godless Sons. Give him a listen or a like. And uh, as I said, the album is coming out soon. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show, Pete. No worries, man. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Danielle, for joining us on the show, as always. Thanks, lads. Yeah.